Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. The sun is out. The birds are chirping. Christmas is quickly coming upon us. The fiscal year of 20, well, not the fiscal year, the calendar year of 2018, or 2018, 2017. I know it's been a busy morning in here. 2017, almost over. I will tell you again, so this is a big month, right? December, critical month for those of you out there that love to to make sure you're adding to your portfolios, you want to make sure you're getting the wealth insurance that you know you're going to be needing, but you also like to buy at the bottom. Uh, December is turning into one of those months where you must buy because uh, for the third straight year in a row, we've, we, we've been developing this trend uh, where, where gold bottoms in December uh, and then rallies uh, pretty much the, the next year, uh, it, whether it's gold or silver. You know, like gold's average about 100 bucks a year for three years in a row. Boom, 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 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks, and maybe 110 or 115, 120. Uh, and, and, we, we continue to see the same things playing out. You know, the rate hikes, will they or won't they? There's always that debate. Uh, this year we've got the tax cuts, the debt ceiling, uh, the budget. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff uh, that all needs to, to work itself out. And, and we've been seeing this bottoming pattern in gold and silver again. And I, and, and I think the bottom is here. And by here, I, I, between now and, and next Friday, I, it will, will have hit it. Uh, that's just you know my unexpert opinion, but but based on the trends that we've been seeing in the marketplace. Yesterday we ran a fantastic special. We sold out of everything around noon uh, yesterday. So thank you very much. That's what it's all about. Today I've got another one, and already we've already sold 25 percent of it, and I haven't even gotten onto the air. Uh, as the people, some of the people were calling for yesterday uh, special. I offered them this one today, so we have. And I'll just get to it quick because it's going to go very, very quickly. Uh, and this is something I'm hopeful that the vast majority, not everybody, because it's just that hard to do anymore, but very affordable. So we have, uh, and again, once again, this is the. You're not going to be able to buy them cheaper anywhere. You're just not. Uh, we have rolls of silver dimes. And you know my feelings on silver. I hate it. I don't like it. But, man, I have to buy some because I think the price is that attractive. Uh, if you're one of those people, and, and I guess this is a special today where it does two things. One is you're, you're buying at the cheapest price, right, which is always, a goal here at Patriot. When people do business, why they do business with us versus other people is because we believe when you buy, you want to buy, you want to pay the best price per ounce. You want to buy as close to spot as possible. That is really the the goal. That's the objective. The other part that makes this a great opportunity is we don't know what the future holds, right? We don't know. Is there going to be some form of major collapse? Is, Is is somehow North Korea going to be able to launch a nuclear weapon that gets to Seattle or L.A.? Or, uh, you know, is, 
is Yellowstone going to blow up or or anarchy in the streets or an asteroid or a solar flare or some uh, electronic pulse or any of these other things that could possibly be out there. A lot of us, we all hope none of those things happen. And for the most part, you know, we, we don't necessarily plan on that. But it's always good to have that barterable material. And nothing better, especially for small ticket items, is going to be better than silver dimes. So these are your bottles of water. Forget about gallons. and This, this is like bottles of water and, and things of that nature uh, that maybe maybe this is, hey, I want to get uh, half a dozen eggs from the farmer, that type of thing. There's 50 dimes in a row. These are all pre-1965. And you're going to get, uh, you know, whatever's in there. There's going to probably be some mercury dimes in there and whatnot. We don't, you know, sort through any of these things. There's 50 dimes in a roll. Okay, so that's, you got to buy at least 50. you got to buy at least one roll. They're going to be all the way down to $62.50. Okay, $62.50. I've only got 200 rolls left. Okay, and then that does. I know that sounds like a lot, but it's not. That's that's twelve thousand five hundred dollars. I mean, so so it's not a lot. It sounds like a lot, but it is not. It's seventeen. It works out to seventeen dollars and forty eight cents an ounce. And this is obviously U.S. government hallmarked pre nineteen sixty five silver dimes. I do know in the. And we used to not ever sell these in these increments. Matter of fact, when I first started with Eric, we never sold dimes by the roll. We just didn't. This wasn't one of the things that that Eric offered people. And when we start, by the time we started selling them by the roll, only once in the 14 years that I've been here have you been able to buy a roll of silver dimes for less. And that wasn't because you were paying a better price per ounce, right, or close to the spot. It was when silver silver got down into the $13 mark, you know, going back. That that was two Decembers or three Decembers ago. And, I, and you were paying, like, I think we got down to $60 a roll. And so you think about, you know, silver is $16. It's almost $3 higher. Uh, and, and at $62.50 a roll, we are the absolutely cheapest price in the country. 800-951-0592. Make sure you take the time to put them away. Patriot Radio News Hour. we got a lot of ground to cover. We'll be right back. Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number. 800-951-0592. Again, the special rolls of U.S. pre-1965 silver dimes, the cheapest price in the country by several dollars a roll at 800-951-0592. They're $62.50. And you know what? And I'm thinking about it. That, that equates to seventeen dollars and forty-eight cents. A week ago, silver was seventeen dollars and twenty-five cents, and and it's going to be back there, and plus tax, 
easy. Matter of fact, if you go out to the website today, uh, Lombardi has made a new, he's got a new silver uh, forecast for 2018. Make sure you check it out. Uh, he's saying it, you know, it could potentially get to 21. Uh, and and uh, I don't know. I don't get, try to get into the the silver projection game, but right now, it, I think all the stars are aligned in the silver market. I really do, and it's and I and I know I've been saying this for a couple months, but I mean it. And December, this is the best time to buy. This is like I said, this is going to be the third straight year in a row uh, where this is going to be kind of where the the new bottoms get set in. Remember, the first time silver was what. $13 in change, and then last year it was uh, $15. Now we're looking $16, and, 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 we're, and gold's been doing that same pattern as well. Matter of fact, silver's actually underperformed gold this year. And remember, I always like to tell the story about how gold and silver are brothers. Gold's the older brother, silver's the little brother, and silver tends to stray. You know, sometimes it overperforms, sometimes it underperforms. But when you smooth it out, they always end up being together. Uh, and I think 2018 is going to kind of go the other way, right, where silver is probably going to outperform gold. Uh, and you're buying really – this is, I think – I'll have to look. I'll check. But this may be the, the lowest price silver has been all year. Uh, rolls of silver dime, $62.50, 800 So So it's the first week of the month which means it's jobs week. So today we, we got the ADP employment survey report, and survey being the key word. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a guide. Uh, you know, is it accurate or not? We can debate it. But it, but it came in at 190,000 jobs, which was about, ex- I think, expectation was 185. Uh, so it was in line, right? And not too hot, not too cold, uh, 190,000 jobs. Tomorrow we'll get jobless claims, and then Friday we'll get the government's jobs number. None of it really matters. And honestly, does it matter if it was 100,000 jobs or 300,000 jobs or, or the 190 they came out with? The devil's always in the details, and you've got to be very, very careful. Because they're they're always adjusting numbers. One of the things that we've been really talking about, and we've been talking about it a lot, is the quality of these jobs. And you've heard me month after month, week after week, tell you about how poor the job quality really is. Right, and we've got a lot of waiters and waitresses. We got a lot of bartenders. We got a lot of Uber and Lyft drivers. We got a lot of Amazon warehouse workers. And the United States, you know, we track labor costs. Right, this is the the piece of inflation that seemingly has been missing in the Federal Reserve. And we you know we've talked about the Phillips curve and all of those things. There was a major, major revision to exactly how much money the American worker is really making today, as U.S. labor costs were much, much weaker than initially reported, declining 
So think about this. We got an unemployment rate of 4.1%. Some moron on the idiot box this morning called, was worried the job market's overheated and all this stuff. According to the, the actual numbers, labor costs, unit labor costs declined in both the second and the third quarters. Now, this is something that hasn't happened uh, in like three or four years where you got where you got back-to-back quarterly declines in labor. And what that means is you're making less money. In other words, they go in, the labor department goes in, and they start looking at paychecks. And they start calculating whether or not we're making more money or less money. And it's been argued by me that all of these jobs, and not all of them, right? We know it's not every job, but, you know, half of these jobs are waiter jobs and waitress jobs, right? They're food service jobs, right? You're, you're working at, I don't know, Chipotle or McDonald's or, or you're working at uh, a bar or you're working at uh, cold beers and cheeseburgers. Right or the Amazon warehouse, or your your delivery driver, right? You're delivering food to people, or you're driving around drunk people. I mean, that's what you're doing. So the labor department said that the second quarter and the third quarter of this year, the single unit of output dropped at an annualized rate after they reported last month that it increased by five-tenths of a percent. Today, they revised that number to negative two-tenths. So the third quarter, you brought home, you know, two-tenths less. The second quarter was reported at a three-tenths of a percent increase. So you take the the second quarter up three-tenths, the third quarter up five tenths you're like hey it's up eight tenths right this in and and of course i'm saying hey no it's not well now they've come out and said you know we've looked at the data instead of being up three tenths in the second quarter it was down 1.2 percent followed that decline it declined another two tenths of a percent in the third quarter so according to the labor department we made 1.4% less during the summer when we got 3% GDP as well. Remember, don't, don't forget, we got that as well. The first time since 2014 that labor, course, labor costs recorded two quarterly declines in a row. They, they, the inflation has consistently undershot the Federal Reserve's re, uh, 2% target. I mean, we just went to negative 1.4%. Forget about 2%. Can we just get to zero? Despite the labor market being near, quote-unquote, full employment. And again, if you've listened to this show, you know all that they've done is changed how they've calculated it. That's it. They just stopped counting people. Well, we're not going to count this, and we're, we're not going to count that. And that way we come out and say it's 4.1%. And quite honestly, let's just say it was. 
if every job that's being created or if 60 to 70, 60, 70, 80 percent of all jobs created are minimum wage jobs, then it really doesn't matter whether the unemployment rate is 4 percent, 5 percent, 10 percent, zero, it doesn't matter. Compared to the third quarter of 2016, okay, so this is a year-over-year number. Because let's face it, I guess it could fluctuate from one quarter to the next, right? And and you could have some fluctuations. The Labor Department now says the average American worker made seven-tenths of a percent less. Think about that for a minute. Actually taking home less money. And we know things haven't gotten cheaper. You know, and you think about, really? So so home prices are rising, yet people are making less money, right? All of these rents are rising, yet people are making less money. Cars have never been more expensive, yet people are making less money. And, and you know what? This isn't, I'm not the one saying it. It's not my report. It said the average increase in hourly compensation was revised down 2.7%. Wow. So now the government's saying, really, it's actually worse. Your actual money in your paycheck fell 2.7%, but the, you know, the insurance or something like there's a di- another benefit your company had to pay a little more for so so really when you look at paycheck to paycheck the average person out there made 2.7% less in pay and they get up to the negative 7 tenths because you know maybe the healthcare costs went up for for the company you work for and they and they ate a bigger piece of that that counts of course, you can't spend that, but it counts. Hours worked went up 1%. So you actually worked a little more, but made a little less, which again goes to what I've been telling you about the type of jobs that have been created. Uh, by the way, productivity. Right, you know, remember Alan Greenspan's productivity miracle increased at a one and a half percent rate. Worker productivity has increased at an average annual rate of only one point two percent from two thousand and seven through twenty sixteen, well below the long term average of over two percent since nineteen forty seven. So when we look at all the labor numbers here, none of the other do any of the other numbers matter? I mean, does unemployment rate matter? Do jobless claims matter? Does how many jobs created even matter? Because when you look at what the average person is taking home in their paycheck, it fell 2.7% in real dollars. And you know, and you just start thinking about how all of this is really going to play out, and you think about all of the 
all of the debts and all of the other things that, that they're trying to pretend aren't having an effect and all the manipulation that they've used. And the stock market has risen 30%. <laughs> right? I guess they're probably happy. Hey, listen, we're paying people less and less. Of course, the stock, stock's up 30%. I don't know. You know what? You go figure. 800-951-0592 rolls of silver dime. And and I know we, listen, you guys have been great. The, the bit, our business has really picked up in the last six weeks. Uh, and matter of fact, if you go out to our website, you read that article about Lombardi, he talks about uh, the huge increase in silver demand uh, in the last, and, and during that time, really in the last six weeks or so, and I think things are really setting up here. Don't let the day go by. I mean, even if you buy one roll, you know, it's $62.50 at 800-951-0592. Uh, that's the, our toll-free number again for, I, you know, and I know we've been on this roll here uh, about being able to provide these at the cheapest price in the country. And today was just one more day. I didn't think we were going to be able to do it. Uh, actually caught me off guard because this is not uh, when we talk about uh, you know we we deal with the largest wholesalers in the world one of the largest bullion banks in the world uh, but this actually came from uh, a source that we use but normally doesn't even do junk silver so uh, obviously they they bought it really well and now we're well, going to be able to buy it very well as well uh, make sure during the break take the time to put it away we're going to talk about California and Kelpers with a new update of just how bad things really are. We'll be back right after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now, from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Height. Liberals were nervous about the JFK document's release in October, and they sought to downplay its significance, anxious to smear anyone who would analyze them as a conspiracy theorist. Yet, liberals are currently wasting millions of taxpayer dollars on their wacky theory that there was a Russian conspiracy somehow interfering with our presidential election. What information might make government look bad in these records? It could be the practice of letting America haters into our country or back into our country, like JFK's assassin, Lee Harvey Oswald. This practice has continued until recently when President Trump issued his so-called travel ban to stop the influx. Trump's travel ban is designed to cut off the immigration of people from areas hostile to the United States. But federal courts have worked overtime to block Trump's sensible executive orders. A half decade ago, the federal government let Boston Marathon bomber Tamerlan Tsarnaev back into the United States despite being put on full notice of how much he hated our country. After anti-American training in foreign countries, Tsarnaev was let back into the United States to carry out his bombing at the Boston Marathon in spring 2013, just as Oswald was let back in to hurt America. WikiLeaks is popular because, for eight years, the Obama administration did conceal or lie about information. Despite numerous laws like the Freedom of Information Act that attempts to compel the government to be transparent, Clinton and Obama routinely hid and withheld information from the public. 
For example, the federal government continues to hide evidence about other potential crimes, even older than the JFK assassination. More than 200 years ago, Meriwether Lewis died of a gunshot wound, either by murder or suicide, after having led the marvelous Lewis and Clark expedition to explore the Northwest. President Bill Clinton refused requests by historians and Lewis's descendants to exhume his body, probably because he didn't want to set a precedent that might result in the exhumation of his deceased Commerce Secretary, Ron Brown. Government will hide information as long as the public allows it. Fortunately, President Trump is siding with the public. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. California, you can check in, but you can just never leave. Uh, you know what? That's exactly. It's a great way to look at how uh, the central banks view your money. They want it in the system, and they don't want you to ever be able to leave it. And those of you that are smart enough and take the time to prepare uh, are going to be the ones that, uh, well. Let's face it, it's still going to be, it's not going to be a great thing. Don't get me wrong, it's still going to suck, uh, but it's going to suck a whole lot less for, for all of you. And today, uh, again, I can't emphasize it enough. This is a great buying opportunity. You got silver, right, just right at $16 here and and uh, near the lows of the year. And, and now you throw in a, a great opportunity uh, on the silver dimes at $62.50. I mean, this would be a price that you would pay at about $14. You know, or, you know, high 13s, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, high 13s to 14, 1425, and it's at 16. Don't let the day go by. 800 951 It's a Christmas present for you. And actually, really, when you think about it, it's a Christmas present for your family down the road. Uh, so Kelpers, they have published their 2016-2017 annual report. Okay, They published their annual report. They have yet to make a public statement. But people much smarter than me, uh, the American Council for Capital Formation, has has broke it all down. Now, let me give you an indication, and really, when you start thinking about uh, what the debts are really going to look like, because it's hard to imagine. Because they, you know, they want to pretend like twenty trillion doesn't matter. They want to pretend the four and a half trillion on the Fed's balance sheet doesn't matter. All of these pension funds, they they absolutely pretend that's not happening. By the way, this new tax cut that's coming is going to put horrible pressures on California, Illinois, New York, 
you know, all these, you know, what they call the blue state. Because without allowing for the state and local deduction, one of the things that these states have done, all these states that have really big pension problems, you know, throw, you know, New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, Illinois, California, you know, a lot of people live in these states. One of the things that they do is they raise taxes. What do they raise? They raise your local, your city taxes. They raise the state tax. But then they say, hey, but you know what? You get to write that off. So it, it's not as bad, right? You, you, you're, you, yeah, you're going to pay more in taxes, but it could be worse. Well, now it's going to be worse because now if, when they raise taxes, you don't even get to write it off. But in 2007, and which wasn't that long ago, according to Cowper's annual report, they had a surplus of $2.9 billion. Now, I could poo-poo all over that $2.9 billion as a bunch of BS, but I don't need to. In their latest annual report, they now say they have a deficit of a hundred and thirty eight billion dollars. So you think about, you know, nine year time period, well, oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, ten. Well, let's just give them ten. Ten years. They 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 are racking up according to CalPERS deficits of fourteen billion dollars a year. California has raised taxes at least twice that I know of during that 10-year period. It could be more, and for a lot of places it is, because I'm not counting the local stuff. And the $138 billion is a bunch of baloney on top of it. But the one thing that, that they point out about what's happening in the pension systems, first of all, uh, the stock market was up 30%. Right? You would think that would have improved Kelper's situation. It didn't. One of the factors behind it is the tendency of the pensions management, and Kelper's in particular, to make investment decisions based on political, social, and environmental causes rather than facts, factors that would boost and maximize pension fund performance. In other words, hey, they're really lousy at uh, picking stocks and doing those things and and rather than focusing on the average rates of return. But even then, it really doesn't matter. So you think about California just in the what they'll admit to. They own, owe $140 billion. That doesn't include all the borrowing that the state of California does, all the borrowing, all the cities do, and, and you throw Illinois and New York and New Jersey and Connecticut, you throw them all on top because they are all got the same problem. And these things are starting to spiral out of control. And you start adding up all of these things. Now you throw these tax cuts where they can't write off the deductions. Remember, uh, some of the unfortunate people uh, that make two hundred and fifty grand or more in these states are actually going to get a tax increase because of this. And then you start thinking about how are these governments going to pay for it now? 
because the only thing they can really do is what? Raise taxes. And, and they have this huge problem that's building everywhere, and for California in particular, you can see, in the, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, in the next three years, you're probably, not even probably, this number is going to surpass, you know, $250, $300 billion. And, and at that point, I don't know what happened. Because the, the problem is, during this 10-year period, all of those states I just talked about get into that position where the revenues, right, are gone. They, they're already spending more than what they take in, but now factor spending all of a sudden doubles and then doubles again and then doubles again in the next 10 years. Where is all that revenue going to come from? How is all of that going to Now, obviously, I don't think Bitcoin's going to save them, right? My uncle was so funny. Eric listened to the show yesterday. He goes, you missed it. We could pay off the debt if we just bought Bitcoin. Right? You come out and, you know, think about it. If the government would just come out and buy $100 billion worth of Bitcoin, right, the price would go to 500000 $500 million, whatever we need, and we'll pay it all off. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I guess barring that, the only thing that I can really think of that's going to, to happen when you have New York and Illinois and California all needing to file for bankruptcy is a system where what the rest of us have to bail them out right i think about all the banks that hold all the debt of all these states who's going to cover their you know what patriot radio news hour we'll be back right after the break we got 112 rolls of silver dimes left Again, for I don't, you know, yes, we are the cheapest in the country, but that, even that's not the most important thing. This is, you know, you're paying seventeen dollars and forty-eight cents an ounce. Silver spent most of the year above that, and and every year this is going to be the third straight year in a row where December marks the bottom, and and both gold and silver rally from there. Uh, I, I, you know. I don't get into the projection things. I would not be shocked at all to see silver at 20-plus next year uh, just because it is that volatile. It, it did underperform uh, gold this year. Uh, mine supply continues to fall. And actually, the Mint actually released numbers. I was surprised. Demand, it's down, but it's not nearly as bad as I thought. Uh, just Just under 18 million ounces of Silver Eagle sold this year. Uh, and and you think about all the all the backdates that had been available. It's a m- little misleading. I know we've gone from 50 million to say let's say 20 million. Uh, that's definitely a 60 percent hit. Uh, but I don't expect that to continue. I don't. I I I think 2017 is going to be one of those uh, anomaly years, and I think demand is going to pick back up. Uh, and there's a lot of reasons for it. What the Labor Department said today about wages, the types of jobs, don't take my word for it. Here's a grim picture of the state of the true American economy. The CEO of Dollar General, that's one of the dollars, probably one of the biggest dollar stores around, 
14,000 locations, just to give you perspective. Okay, He had a big interview with the Wall Street Journal, and he said he wanted to tell the Wall Street Journal why things were so good for his company. Right? He's proud, he's, and he should be. $22 billion market valuation targets customers making less than $40,000. Okay? So here he is talking to the Wall Street Journal, braggadociously and rightfully so, saying, hey, we readily admit we, we target customers making less than forty grand When we decide where to open stores, Here's what we do. We go in and we say, show us the, the pay of that area, right? They're, they're not going to open a Dollar General in North Scottsdale. Okay? They're not doing that, right? They're not opening Dollar Generals in Beverly Hills, okay? They are finding large poc- populations of working poor people. And according to the CEO of Dollar General, business has never been better. He said that we are expanding. The Wall Street Journal asked him why. His answer, the economy is continuing to create more of our core customers. Quote, end quote. The economy is continuing to create more of our core customers. <laughs> Can't say it better. Our core customer makes $40,000 or less, and to our good fortune, the economy's making a lot more of those. This is how he described the typical Dollar General customer doesn't look at her pantry or her refrigerator to say, you know, I'm going to be out of ketchup in the next few days. I'm going to need to order a few bottles. The core customer uses the last bit of ketchup at the table the night prior and either on her way to work or way on her way home from work, and by the way, they you know he's obviously not politically correct in that. Picks up one bottle, and I know a lot of you out there can relate to that. You know, I, don't, I don't have store extra ketchup and extra mustard and extra napkins and extra paper plates and extra toilet paper. The the retailer relying on rapid store openings to keep revenues climbing and making investor happy, 2016 marked the 27th year of continued growth in their stores. See, and this has been going on for a long time. While many large retailers are closing relocations, Dollar General said they plan to build thousands of more stores. All over the United States, rural areas are struggling, company officials said. 
the economy continuing to create more of our core customers, and we will continue to put stores in those locations. And and really, that I mean, that's all you need. The, the Labor Department agrees with the CEO of Dollar General in the fact that this economy is creating and making people poor. We have more working-class poor people in the United States today than we've ever had, right? And they're trying to tell us how great of a job they've all done. And all of this, really, it's just financial engineering. Right? When they talk about tools in the toolkit and all of these other things, right? They're just talking about how can we how can we manipulate everybody into believing that we fixed it. And the only way they know how is to make the stock price go higher. Because somehow if the if the Dow is at an all-time high, people will actually believe that we fixed something. I'm going to tell you another person who doesn't believe they fixed anything. Chicago Fed Reserve President Charles Evans launched a shot uh, shot across the bow today. You're going to want to pay attention to it. That's next. Make sure you pick up those silver dimes. 800-951-0592. Final segment coming up. Final segment coming up. I want to go quick here. Fed... Chicago Federal Reserve President Charles Evans said the case for a December interest rate hike is not obvious, saying that we would be wiser to delay any further increases in the benchmark rate until the summer to see if inflation and market expectations actually mean higher prices. Maybe it's time to stop and see whether inflation expectations are actually going to move in line with our 2% objective. Then they may abstain or uh, dissent. I'm sorry, not abstain, but to be a dissenting voter for December. Listen, you know what he saw? He saw that labor market report. That's what he saw. And he's like, there's no labor inflation. We're getting, it's getting worse, not better. Hey, why don't we wait? And I, I, I don't think they'll wait in December. I think in 2018 there's going to be waiting. Again, another reason why you want to get in on this great deal. Uh, rolls of U.S. Uh, pre-1965 silver dimes. There's 50 in a roll. So you buy a roll, you're going to get 50 coins. At $62.50, you're paying $17.48 to the ounce. Uh, silver's at $16. You don't get government hallmark material for that. You know, a case in point, U.S. Silver Eagles. You want a case of U.S. Silver Eagles? I'll do it for you. They're $9,500 or $19 to the ounce. $17.48, $19. You see my point? This is, it's it's a great opportunity. U.S. uh Pre-1965 silver dimes, uh, 50 of them in a roll. They're $62.50, the cheapest in the country. If you buy, you know what, there's about 87 rolls left. If one of you buys 50 of them, I'll throw in the shipping for you as well. And 50 of them, is only, it's only 3125 bucks for 50 rolls. At 800 951 U.S. Silver Dime, 
50 cents a roll, and now we've got Charles Evans saying, hey, it's time for a timeout. Because I don't see anywhere wages rising. And without wages rising, you've got a big, big problem. I've been telling you for, what, a couple of years now. I think we're in the – it's called stagflation. It's got to be. Right? We had – you know, deflation of the Great Depression. We had the inflation of the 70s. For me, I don't know, it's the only thing that seems logical to me. And, and they just don't know how to deal with it. 800-951-0592. Tomorrow, remember, we're going to get jobless claims tomorrow. Not expecting anything big there. Somewhere between 230 and 250. Uh, and then on Friday, we're going to get... Uh, the government payroll numbers, I, you know what, I don't even know what the estimates are. My guess would be probably 160, something in that area. Again, nothing too crazy. Uh, and then next Wednesday, uh, we get that Federal Reserve meeting. Uh, if there's going to be a rate hike with the centers, uh, which appears that may be the case, uh, I think the, the lows may be in if that's the case. 800-951-0592. That is our toll-free number. Listen, it's a great day out there. Enjoy the rest of the day. Try not to get too stressed out about the holidays. Uh, and we'll see what jobless claims and what other people have to say tomorrow. Take care.